We have learned already that there is a mitzvah of Kedushin, according to the Rambam. According to other Rishonim, we saw there is no mitzvah. And we've discussed the differences between Kedushin and the Suin. Today, we do both at the time of the Chuppah. We do the Erisin under the Chuppah. And the Nesuin, whichever opinion we follow, we do immediately after the Chuppah. That's the Ashkenazi custom. At the Chuppah, though, we also deliver the Ksuba. The Chatan gives the Ktuva to the Kala under the Chuppah. Now, somehow there's a popular misconception that thinks the Ksuba is something else than it really is. The Mishnah in Kedushin, that very first Mishnah, says that Kedushin or Erisin can be done in one of three ways. Kesef or Shtar or Bia. The accepted way today is Shave Kesef. And as we learned already, you cannot, it's usher to do Kedushin Bia, although it, it is valid if you do it. And Kedushin and Shtar is not the accepted practice today. There are people that think somehow we do all three of the above. Kedushin is done today by giving the ring, which is Shavak Kesef. We give the girl the Ksuba, which is a Shtar. And we give and we go to the Yichud room, which is the equivalent of Kedushabia. Of course, this is wrong. The Ksuba has nothing at all to do with the Kedushin itself. The Yichud we do as Nesuin today, not as Kedushin. If it would be for Kedushin, it would be forbidden. Remember that Rav gave Malkos to someone who would do Kedushin Bia. The Nesuin is the Yichud. But the Shtar is not at all a document of a Shtar, of Kedushin. The Shtar Kedushin means that it says in the Shtar, Hareyat Mekudashasli B'Shtarzeh. The, the person actually creates the Kedushin through the Shtar. We don't do that at all today. As we mentioned before, it would require a little bit of expertise to write a Shtar Kedushin. A, a Ksuba, or today the standard way we get married, that the rabbi who performs the ceremony is a very standard, organized type of of a ceremony, and basically it doesn't require too much uh, knowledge of the laws of Gitten B'Kedushin in order to perform a wedding. It's true that the Gemara says that you should, ha- a person who's not familiar well with the laws of Gitten B'Kedushin should not be involved in them, but nevertheless, the actual knowledge required today to be Misada Kedushin is rather minimal. If you would do Kedusha Ishtar, then you would really have to know very well the laws of the Shtar, the laws of Shtar Kedushin, which are complicated. Today, the proof is that people, any rabbi today will perform a wedding. Very few of the rabbis will actually perform or arrange for a get, for a divorce document. That involves certain intricacies of halacha, and the average person is not qualified for that. You go to a sofa, you go to special rabbanim who, are, who deal with gitten. So we do not do Kiddush Ishtar, and the Ksuba is not at all a Shtar of Kiddushin. What is the Ksuba? The Ksuba is a Hitchevut Mamonit. It's a monetary obligation that the Chatan takes upon himself. There are certain things that are re- discussed between the Chatan and the Kala in terms of financial arrangements, which are written in the Ksuba and agreed to by, by the Chatan who delivers the, the Ktuva to the Kala, 
And he now is mitchayev. He obligates himself in what is said in the Ksuba. Now, what is the source of this concept of Ksuba? Where does it really come from? The Gemara in Ksubis, Dafyudamidbeis, has a discussion about the nature of, of the Ksuba. One person thinks that the Ksuba is a rabbinic law made up, as it, we said, by the rabbis. And they gave a reason. That it shouldn't be so easy for a person to divorce his wife. If there would be no financial laws involved, a person who's capricious might be upset and whatever reason not think twice and divorce his wife. He wouldn't take it that seriously. But now that he has to pay some sort of considerable amount of money, so perhaps he'll think it over and be more careful about deciding to divorce his wife. The Gemara, though, has another opinion that that there is a biblical obligation to give the Ksuba. And then the Gemara says, they learn the Pasuk, Kesef Yishkol Kemor Hapsulos. You should pay, as the word Mohar is unclear exactly what it means, but some sort of money, financial arrangements that they give to a girl who was not married before. And then the Gemara says, Mikan Samchu Chachamim, the Chachamim somehow attached this to the concept, But Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, unlike the opinion that somehow Samchu Shizamanatara, that they somehow attached it to the Torah, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said it's certainly a Dindra Banan. So in the Gemara and Ksubis, it's fairly clear that there is one opinion clearly that says that Ksuba is Midra Banan, but there is another opinion that Ksuba's Isha is Menatara. So there's a machlokas if this is a rabbinic law or biblical law. Tosis there in the Yudam Aleph says that from our Gemara, it seems that the final result is that Ksuva is Drabanan, and he quotes other sources that say the same thing, and he says the stomach of the Shas, the anonymous part of the Shas, the general statement without referring to one specific person, and generally when there's a stomach, when there's a, a, a generic statement, a general statement in the Gemara, which is not attributed to one person, generally that would be the accepted opinion. Tosa says that's Ksuva Drabanan. But he says, but that's a difficult opinion, because in our minig is that we write in the ksuba kesef masanzuz the chazilach medaraisa. That Tosa says that in our in our text of the ksuba we actually write the word medaraisa that you're, we're obligated to give the wife this money according to biblical law. So Tosa says this is against the gemara. The gemara says clearly it's drabanan. So Tosa goes on to say, well, there is a machlokas. There is a controversy if Ksubas Isha's Minatoro Midrabanan and depending upon how you paskin that you would write the Ksuba accordingly. In some Ksubas it does say Midaraisa and some says it doesn't say Midaraisa. It would seem at first glance that it's better to leave it out. Because if you leave out the word Midaraisa, you're not saying it's Midrabanan, you're just saying Dukhazilhi without taking a, a viewpoint. I, I've mentioned a few times that occasionally there's a machlokas rishon of something's daraisa drabanan. And maybe it would be better not to say what you think it is, because 
if you say the wrong thing, it might be a problem. If you don't say anything, then you didn't say the, the wrong thing. I, I gave an example uh, the night of when we count Sphira. So some people have a minig of, sing, of saying or even singing, I'm about to fulfill a mitzvah as it says in the Torah. But according to many Rishonim, Tosfus and other Rishonim think that the din of Sphira Salmer is the Rabbanan. Today, since there is no Omer, since we do not have a base of Mikdash, we do not bring the Omer, Tosfus thinks that Sphira is only Drabanan. So how can you say that I'm going to fulfill a mitzvah that's written in the Torah? Today, it's not, we're not going to fulfill a mitzvah that's written in the Torah. We're going to fulfill a mitzvah with Rabbanan. So it might be better to leave out that statement, not take a position, and just say, I'm going to fulfill the mitzvah of Sphira Omer. Similarly, I would say here, it might be better not to have the word Daraisa, because then you're taking a stand. The people that have an Yaksuba Midaraisa certainly have a basis that Tosa says you should say that or you could say that because there is an opinion that Ksuba is Minatar and we pass in that way. So it's certainly fine if in your Ksuba or if anybody has the Ksuba with the word Midaraisa, just it would seem to me that it's a good idea to leave it out. But of course there is a reason to say it could be there according to Tosas. Now this machlokas between the in the Gemara is reflected in halacha in a number of places. Rashi in Chumash, in a very in, unusual place, Rashi takes the position that Kisuba is Medrabanan. In Chumash, in Sefer Bereshis, Perek Chafei, Pasuk Vav, the Torah says that Avram had Pilagshim. Now, what a Pilagesh, in English we translate the word as concubine. What is a pilekesh in halacha? So Rashi in Chumash says, Nashim biktuva, pilakshim shelo biktuva. Rashi says the distinction between a married woman, who is not, of course, not considered a pilekesh, but in a regular eshes ish, he says, the difference is she has a ksuba. Whereas a pilekesh does not have a ksuba. So, According to Rashi, it seems that Ksuba is Torah. There's a biblical halacha called Ksuba, and that defines what makes a woman Mikudashes. Of course, you do the Kedushin, you do the act of Kedushin, but when you give her the Ksuba with the Kedushin, that is Kedushin of the Torah, the Ksuba is Torah. Otherwise, it's not that the Torah doesn't recognize such a situation, but she would be considered a Pilagesh. It seems to be that you would explain as follows. A person who has a relationship with the Pilagesh, there is some sort of legitimacy to it. We're not going to go now into the laws of a Pilagesh. But it's, there is some sort of legitimacy. Nevertheless, it's not considered a, a concept of a family. A family is based upon financial basis, not just a, a man and a woman take to living together, but they take to building a house together. They have economic connections as well. So the Nashim, a regular Eshesish, has a Ksuba. But the Pilegish doesn't. She is below Ksuba. The Ramban in Chumash, there in Breshis, quotes Rashi and says, But this is incorrect. The Ramban says a Pilegesh is not, well, maybe there's Kedushim, but there's no Ksuba. He says, no, 
a Pilegish has no Kiddushin at all. There's no Kiddushin by, by a, a Pilegish. They somehow hooked up together. But they did not do any formal halachic way of creating a, a kesher, a union between them. And the Ramban says, but it couldn't have been a ksuba. There couldn't have been a distinction between a married woman and a pilegesh as far as the ksuba goes. Because there is no din of a ksuba in the Torah. The ksuba is midivre selfim. When the Ramban uses the words midivre selfim, he certainly means midrabanan. As we recall from when we discussed the mitzvah of Kiddushin, in Shorish Beis, the Ramban said that the Rambam said Midifrei Sofim is a new category. Maybe it's called the Rabbanan. We had a lot of problems with it. But according to the Ramban, it's certainly Midrabanan. The words Midifrei Sofim mean Midrabanan. And therefore, Ksuba is only Midrabanan according to the Rambam. And the difference between a Pilegesh and a, and a regular woman is whether there's Kedushin or not. But let's remember that according to Rashi, the difference is if there's a Ksuba. So the Ramban says Ksuba is Midrabanan, and Rashi thinks Kutsuba is Menatorah. We find a similar opinion of the Ramban when the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvos, in the negative mitzvos, the Rambam says, Shin Nunhei, Mitzvat Lota Asei Shin Nunhei, the Rambam says, Shelo Lavo Al Isha, Belok Tuva Vikidushin. There's an Isler have relations with a woman without the Ksuba and without Kiddushin. And the Rambam in a very strong uh, statement says The literal translation, the way we translate it is that this would be considered prostitution. A woman without Ketuva, without Kiddushin is considered according to the Rambam a Kedeshah. Of course, this would depend upon how we read a Rambam. It's a little problematic in Mishnah Torah. The Rambam says, Anybody who has relations with a woman, for the purpose of what we would call adultery, but it's not real adultery, it's just a hefker type of life, below Kiddushin, without Kiddushin. The question is, the Rambam is saying the same thing in other words. Anybody who does below Kedushin, anybody who has such a relationship with that Kedushin is considered Znut, or perhaps you need both factors, below Kedushin and L'Shem Znut. Uh, let's say a person would uh, make arrangements with someone, they live together for a year, they consider themselves man and wife, but they don't go through the tekas of Kedushin, they don't do the formal act of Kedushin. So certainly that's without Kedushin, but it would be difficult to say that's considered L'shem Znut. It's not, she's not living what she would call, think is a hefker life. If you read the Ramam Kolabayi Shal L'shem Znut, what does that mean below Kedushin? Then this would, she would also be a Kedesha. But if you would say L'shem Znut, below Kedushin, both requirements are necessary to be called a Kedesha, then it would only be if it's actually uh, just a, like a hefker type of occurrence, one night here, one night there, and then that would be called a Kedesha. But in any case, the Rambam here said, would be a Kedesha. It seems that Ketuva is some sort of a biblical law. And the distinction between a Pilegesh and a regular Eshazish would be somehow to do with the Ketuva. Again, the Ramban would disagree. The Ramban thinks Ketuva is the Rabbanan. 
And he says, what the Rambam said, Biktuva Vikidushin, ain't no emet. The Rambam's statement that without Ktuva Vikidushin, she's a pilekesh is simply not true. Shaktuva ain't minatorah klal. There is no such concept as Kidthuva according to biblical law. Vakidushin mitzvah vikinyan beisha. But the Kiddushin is the mitzvah. So again, the Ramban goes l'shitato. We've seen the Ramban in Chumash and the Ramban in his comments on Sefer Mitzvahs that Ksuba is the Rabbanan. But from here we have seen that the Rambam thinks that Ksuba is Minatora. That creates issues. What creates issues? Kiddushin and the Ksuba. The problem with the Rambam is that there are two other sources that we should look at to analyze this question clearly. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvot, in the positive mitzvot, we just saw the Rambam in the negative. In the Lotah, say, he said not to have relations with a woman without Ksuba. But in the mitzvah, Reish Yud Gimel, in the positive mitzvah, the Rambam says, Mitzvat Asei, Shetzivanu Liv'ol B'Kiddushin. The mitzvah is to do Kiddushin through Kiddushin Bia. And the Ram says, Ol Bishtar, and that's the mitzvah of Kiddushin. That's, we've discussed this already, that the Ramam thinks Kiddushin Kasev is different. But Kiddushin Ishtar, or Kiddushin Bia, is a, the mitzvah of the Torah. He didn't say a word about the Ksuba here. He just said, the mitzvah live all be Kiddushin. So the, if the Ram thinks Kiddushin is Minat Torah, he should have said, live all be Kiddushin, that's part of the mitzvah. So one could argue and say that it's not part of the mitzvah, you don't have to do it, but it's usr, but to live without the ksuba. But the Rambam in Hilchazishus has another problem. In Perek Yud Halachazayin, the Rambam says, Tzarich lichtov ktuva kodem knisa lachupa, v'achakach yeh mutar b'ishto, a person must write a ksuba before he goes to the chupa, and he is then mutar in his life. And then the Ram explains the details of the Ksuba, how much you have to give, what's the, the sum that you must give according to the law. And then the Ramam says at the end, in the end of Halacha Zayin, The Rambam says clearly, the Chachamim made up a Ksuba in order, the reason that we gave above, for it not to be too easy for a husband to divorce his wife. So, the Rambam has contradicted himself. In one hand, he said the mitzvah, lo ta'aseh, you're not allowed to have relations without a ksuba, that shows that ksuba is a, a biblical law. And here he said clearly that ksuba is a rabbinic law. The Rambam, again, in the introduction to Hilchot Ishut, in the very beginning of Hilchot Ishut, the Rambam says, there is one mitzvah, there are four mitzvahs altogether, but the first mitzvah is Lisai Isha There's a mitzvah to get married. Lisai Isha through Ketuvah and Kiddushin. That certainly is new. We have already pointed out that there are Rishonim, the Ramban, who thought that Kiddushin and the Suin is merged into one long mitzvah. In the time of the Gemara, they split into two halves. Today we both we do them more or less at the same time. But the Rambam thinks 
the Kedushin is separate from the Nisuin, and it seems to be in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, that Kedushin is the Mitzvah. But here the Ram said the Mitzvah is through Nisuin. So that issue is not our topic today. Why did the Ramam use Nesuin here when in other places he just talked about the Kedushin? But for our purposes right now, the Ramam put in Ksuba as well. It seems that the mitzvah say is to have a Ksuba. But that would be in pattern with the Rambam in the Lota says where he says, Lo below Ktuba, below Kedushin. But it would be against the Rambam who said clearly, Chachamim Chem In the edition of Rabbi Frankel's Rambam, which has in the back of every volume a wonderful tool for learning. It's called the Sefer Mavtayach. Whenever there's a major issue in the Rambam that has been discussed by Achronim, sometimes by Rishonim, the group of scholars that worked in the Sefer Mavtayach have created an index, a bibliographical index, to show what is the problem, where have people discussed this issue, and they refer you to classic works. Their choice of works is an interesting concept, and we're not going to go into the whole uh, political issue of which farm they put in, which farm they did not put in. But the Sefer Mavteach is a, an important uh, kli, uh, a valuable tool in learning. This question the Rambam bothered me, so I looked in the Koteret of Hilchos Ishus, where the Rambam says the mitzvah is lisa b'ktuva b'kedushin, which certainly contradicts at first glance the Rambam says chachamim shetik nuksuba. To my surprise, in the Rambam edition, I only found one person that raised the question, and that is no less a gadol than Rabban Cutler, but it's printed in some journal that I never heard of. I found totally inaccessible. I couldn't get a hold of it. So I have no idea what his solution is. But I do know that he raised the issue and talked about it. It seems to me a few years ago, Rabbi Rosenzweig of Yeshiva University wrote an article about this in one of the Yeshiva University publications, which I do not have at my disposal at the present time. But I think the answer that we would have to suggest is along the following lines. The Rambam definitely said that the mitzvah is through Ksuba, and without Ksuba you are Pilegash. On the other hand, he said the Chachamim said that oh, there should be a Ksuba in order to make it more difficult on the husband to divorce his wife. Perhaps the Rambam thought that the difference between being married and not being married, call it Pilakshut if you wish, is that the concept of marriage is based on a concept of family. As we said before in Rashi, that is the difference between a Pilegesh and an Eshazish. Pilegesh, they live together. But you don't consider yourselves bound to each other with mutual responsibilities and obligations. The concept of Ishus of the Torah is based upon the fact that they become a family. That would be a biblical concept. The Chachamim would then say, what do you have to write in the Ksuba? This general structure, the outline of the Ksuba, might be a biblical concept. 
But Chachamim would say how much you have to write in the Ksuba. What is the amount that they imposed upon the Chatan to write in order to make it more difficult for him to divorce his wife. That might be Chachamim Shetiknu Ktuva. But the idea of the Ktuva might be a Bibliqulah. When we saw that the Ramam said Chachamimim Shetiknu Ktuva, the context was that the Ramam said how much the Ksuba has to be. In that respect, it could be that's the Chachamim made up the amount, but the general structure of Ksuba maybe Minat Torah, according to the Rambam. Of course, when you say that the Ksuba is Minat Torah, one of the basic questions would be, where do you see it in the Torah? What's the source of the Torah? The Gemara didn't deal that clearly with the source. They did quote the Pasuk Kemor HaBsulos, which somehow seems to be some sort of a monetary package given to a girl who was not married before, and perhaps... That's what he thought. That that is the concept of Ksuba because it's more absolos. But I might venture that the Ramam thought this is part of the definition of ki kach ish isha. It's not a question whether it's written clearly in the Torah, the money. But that when the Torah said ki kach ish isha, what does it mean lakachat isha? What does it really mean to take, a, to take a woman? To take a wife is not just to do a formal act of Kiddushin. It's to build a concept of a family. So, if that's true, the Ramah might have understood that that's what the Torah meant by Yikikach Ish Isha. The Torah meant the whole package of creating Ishus, creating a family where the husband undertakes to support his wife. Let us remember that according to the Rambam, Mizonos, the fact that a husband has to support his wife is a biblical law. The Ramban, for example, disagrees. The, Ram, the Ramban thinks that min, Minat Torah, according to biblical law, husband does not have to support his wife. According to the Rambam, he does. Perhaps this is part of the entire concept of marriage. What is marriage? It's not just that a man and a woman go together to live together, but they build a family, they build a life together. And that life has to have some sort of a foundation rooted in financial responsibilities as well. What does it actually say in the Ksuba? It says in the Ksuba, I will work. The husband undertakes to, to work, to support, to cherish his wife. They say as a joke in, in Israel, in certain communities, they say, why does it say, why is the Ksuba still in Aramaic? In certain communities today, at least when they read the Ksuba, very often the, the Rav who reads the Ksuba reads a translation, reads it into Hebrew. To make the uh, tekes, the ceremony, more understood by people, sometimes the people read the ksuba in Hebrew. They just translate automatically to Hebrew. I was at a ksuba in America where the rabbi didn't even bother reading the ksuba at all. He just explained the financial terms of the ksuba. The joke in Israel is, why is the ksuba still written in Aramaic? Because many husbands, especially in certain types of communities, don't want the wives to understand the words, I'm going to go to work and support you. Interestingly enough, you might somehow think that's a joke, to, and the joke is because the husband doesn't want to support his wife, and therefore the joke is he doesn't want to say those words. But sometimes, in some circles, the joke is the opposite. 
The wife doesn't want to hear those words because she only wants to marry someone who wants to learn full-time. She says, I will support the husband. I want him to learn. In which case, that his his statement that he's going to work is actually an anathema to the kala in question. Today at the, at, at, at the Chatuna, the minig is, of course, you write the Ksuba. Whether it says Midaraisa or not would depend upon the Machlokas Rishonim we, we learned. And then, at, under the Chuppah, after the Kedushin, the Chatan delivers the, the Ketuvah to the Kala. And he says, Heilach Ketuvah this is your Ketuvah, and he gives it to the Kala. Today, many rabbis who perform the weddings are very careful to see that the Eidim, the two witnesses, witness and testify that they have seen the Mesiras HaKsuba. They see the Ksuba being delivered. Somehow that might have led people to believe, even more than I suggested originally, that the Ksuba is actually a Shtar Kedushin. Because if it would be a Shtar Kedushin, I maintain, of course, that it's not. But if it would be a Shtar Kedushin, I can understand why you would need the witnesses to testify that they saw the Mesiras HaKsuba. They saw the, the if it would be Kedushin, they saw the Kedushin being given by the Chassim to the Kala. But inasmuch as the Ksuba is only a monetary document, it's not even a Shtar Kenyan. It didn't create the obligation. The custom today is that the Chatan take, makes a Kenyan Suda. He makes a Kenyan using the handkerchief and says that he is Mitchayev. He accepts the obligation upon himself. We call it a Shibur Aguf, a responsibility that he undertakes himself. And therefore, he has to do it. And the star is only used to prove this point. The star is only in the hands of the Kala in order that she can use that Ksuba if, God forbid, it is necessary. So why do you have to see the Mesiras HaKsuba at all? In a star Raya, there is no such thing as Mesiras HaShtar. In a Get, for example, uh, the husband gives the Get to the wife, to the wife he had delivers it in her hand. If he would put it on the floor and say, take it from me, that would not be a valid he had, valid get. He has to give it to her. By Ishtaraya, he, there's no bit of Mesira. He, if, if he puts it on a table and she picks it up from the table and she has the star later on, she, she, she can collect with that star. That's perfectly legitimate. So you don't really need to aid him to witness the Mesira. I once pointed this out to one of the Great Tamilichachem of our generation. I said to Rav Lichenstein at a wedding, "Why do you have to? Why do you insist upon that the Adam see the see the star? Aren't you? You certainly are aware that it's a star raya. Why do you have to see Mesira of a star raya?" And his response to me is, "It can't hurt. That's what people do. Let's do it." Although he certainly uh, understood that as a star raya, not it's not necessary. I think again, Rav Shechter wrote about this in one of his svarim that you really don't need Adam to see the Mesira star. But the ksuba, as it is today, is delivered to the kala, where there is a hitchayvut mamonit, there's a monetary obligation accepted by the chatan, nothing to do with the kedushin itself, and we, the custom is you have Adam to watch it, to watch the delivery, although technically, halachically, it's not really necessary.